Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Uh, I was taking care of our pet, Lola, all weekend. Our dog woke up with diarrhea Saturday morning. Yeah, all day Saturday she had it, Saturday night, Sunday morning she had it, and had to throw out a, a welcome mat and the bedding in the dog's crate. Lola's good about letting us know when she needs to go out, but overnight when she's in her crate, there wasn't a whole lot we could do. And my wife didn't want to leave the dog's crate open and wake up and find dog diarrhea all over the living room. Needless to say, I didn't do a whole lot on Saturday. Most of the stuff I did was inside, and I tried to stay near the dog in case she needed me. Um, I did do laundry. I watched it an Ingmar Bergman movie I'd never seen, and I started reading a, a Carl Hyacin novel my uncle gave me. And, and speaking of reading novels, you're listening to a novelist speaking right now. Uh, and that's right. For those who are new to the People Are the Enemy podcast, hello, my name is Andy Mascola. I'm the host of the show. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is, is if you love the show, and you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality literature, please consider purchasing one or two of my books. I'm the author of nine novels that are all currently available worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. If you like ebooks but you don't use Amazon, you can find all nine of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just type my last name, which is spelled M A S C O L A. That's how you find me on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my titles at barnesandnoble.com. BN.com if you're tight on time. If you've already purchased any or all of my stories, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode 228 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. You're looking well. This is a, a five-Monday month, meaning I have uh, to put together five episodes of this show this month. As such, we've we've already used some time, and I want to make sure to have enough time for, for this episode and, and the final two episodes of the month. So uh, I'm going to have to keep my portion of this a, a little bit brief, more more brief than normal. So uh, bear with me. I'm going to give you a show for the for the rest of the every Monday for the rest of the month. Uh, but uh, but uh, I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter. And, and speaking of shows, in, in this show in particular, uh, I've been trying to get guests. Okay, it, it's it's not easy. <laughs> I think a lot of people are are busy. You know, the weather, weather's getting warmer. People have things going on. They don't have a lot of time. People don't want to do a show called People Are the Enemy. 
<laughs> that don't know the show. I get it. I get it. I, I, but I do my best, and I am reaching out to people. Please bear with me. I promise there will be guests in, in this show's future, okay? Okay. All right. What else can I tell you? Oh, you want to hear about uh, about some, some stuff I broke this week? <laughs> okay. All right. I, uh, I uh, broke two things in the kitchen this week. I, I I laugh because I, you know I I don't I don't I don't break things often but but uh, to break two things so to break the two things in one week was kind of like oh my goodness I I really need to pay more attention to to what I'm doing yeah I, I broke a plate in uh, and uh, that was uh, fortunately in the sink <laughs> I was doing dishes and moving things around and I I I I dropped some things on a plate and it broke and uh, and I think it was like the next day or two days later I I. I was moving things around on a countertop and I pushed an entire an, an entire glass a jar a tall glass jar probably about a, a, a you know a little over a foot tall this glass jar full of dog treats off the counter and smashed all over the floor and uh had to clean that up and that was that was first thing in the morning and uh yeah I don't know why I tell you that I guess it was just something that happened I don't know all right <laughs> <laughs> is it funny? I don't know. Is it uh, is it unusual for me? Yeah, kind of unusual. I, you know, I'm not necessarily a quote unquote clumsy person. And uh, if I break, uh, if I end up breaking two things in the same week, it's uh, it's a story, I suppose, in my world. Uh, what else could I tell you? Well, it, this happened this week. I, this is before Lola was sick. I walk the dog every morning around seven a.m. and I walk her through the same neighborhood every single morning, and. Uh, and uh, I uh, I go by this house with a fenced-in backyard, and in this fenced-in backyard is this dog named Angie. And sometimes uh, I'll see Angie out with uh, her one or two of her owners. There's a, a couple who 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 take care of Angie, and uh, she's very friendly when when she's in person, but. When she's behind the fence in their backyard, in her backyard, she's like a telephone tough guy. Like, she'll just bark, 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 you know? I guess that's that's the best way to put it. Uh, anyway, Lola and I were walking through, doing our regular path, and we, we were walking by Angie's house, and there was no Angie in the backyard. And uh, in the front yard was Angie's owner, this woman, Ellen. And uh, Ellen was, was doing some, some gardening, and uh, I gave her a wave, and she looked over at me, and she said... Angie died, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry, and then I could immediately see her face, uh, Ellen's face, you know, just kind of, um, turn, you know what I mean, from, from complacency to, to sadness, you know, and then she started to cry, and I was like, oh my god, there's a woman crying at 7 a.m. in her front yard, and I, I didn't know what to do. You know, I, I walked over. So I just thought, well, what would I want? You know, so I walked over immediately and I said, here, give me a hug. And, and I hugged Ellen. Um, and and I said, I'm really, really sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry that happened. She said she had bone cancer. And, you know, she's telling me about about Angie. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. And, and her husband came out of the house. Her husband's name is Kirk. And uh, he walked out and he, he was together. He wasn't he wasn't upset. Uh, and he came over and I told him, I said, I'm real sorry about Angie. And he said, oh yeah, she was a good dog. And, and I said, uh, I didn't know what to do in that moment, you know? So I, I said, uh, do you guys want to, want to, you want to see a funny video? So like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I guess it's sort of like that thing where you feel like, uh, 
well, when I'm sad, I like a distraction. You know what I mean? So, so I said, you folks want? And they said, okay. You know, and I pulled out the phone and I showed them a video of Lola uh, that had happened, something that had happened uh, the day before when I was walking her. And we went by a house where there was a fake eagle that somebody had put in their garden, probably to scare away small birds or something. You know, it was like a, uh, an, a, an, eagle effigy so to speak you know it was probably about a foot and a half maybe two feet tall and lola thought it was real and she was barking at it like crazy and i was like aha opportunity for a tiktok so i videoed it on my phone and uh and it was really cute and i put it up on tiktok uh, i'm on tiktok by the way and uh anyway so i showed this video to to ellen and kirk and i said look at this and they they thought it was hilarious that lola was you know angry and, and afraid of this of this fake eagle, you know, and they're giving Lola attention, and uh, and uh, I I uh, I told them, you know, I said she's a good girl, and I was, you know, kind of basically putting the focus on Lola, and Lola was being very affectionate because she she's always affectionate uh, with everybody, so she was being very very lovey dovey with 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 Kirk and Alan, and I think I think they kind of needed that anyway. I told them have a great day, and I I, I moved along, but you know, I I, I tell you this story. In part because, you know, it happened and it's real. And the other thing was like, I tell you the story because of the times we're living in and, and, and something I hadn't even considered until I got back home. And, you know, it was a, it was a good 25, 30 minute walk from their home, this, this home of Angie and uh, what was Angie's home and Ellen and, and, and Kirk's house to my house. And when I got home, I, I didn't even consider till I was walking down in my driveway that you didn't have a mask on Andy and you just, you just like hugged a stranger and that person didn't have a mask on either. And I, I, I guess it's, it, it, it was odd if only because I hadn't even thought about it. It didn't even dawn on me at the time. And I suppose, I suppose given where we are as far as COVID, and I understand that there's people that are still suffering from COVID. There are still people who are dying from COVID. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not trying at all to, to downplay it and say that um, we're through the woods yet, so to speak, in terms of in terms of this this virus. But I suppose it, it felt like a little bit like progress. How's that? Because um, because I hadn't even you know thought about it. Instead, I was more concerned with this person. And uh, again, that's not to try to downplay downplay the virus at all. I don't want anybody to think that I take it lightly at all. But um, it's only to say that uh, it, it, I had a normal moment and it was, it felt good. It felt good to be able to, to connect with a stranger. That's probably the best way to put it. Anyway, uh, that's about all I've got for you. Again, I've got, I've got uh, two more episodes this month after this one, and I want to make sure we have time to talk. So I'm going to hand things over to our friend, Rachel from Des Moines, and here she is. Here's Rachel with the chart chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week and for your feedback. We had some good discussions going on Autobahn by Kraftwerk and how it may or may not relate to the Beach Boys' fun, fun, fun. For this week, we're taking a look at some chart picks from 1979, uh, the May 5th of 1979. Starting off at number 86 
is a group from the UK called the Fabulous Poodles with their song Mirror Star. And this is kind of a storytelling song about a boy that wants to grow up to be a, a rock star, sort of in the same vein as uh, Shooting Star or Jukebox Hero. But this one, at least for me, I was listening to it. I just kept waiting for something bad to happen and it didn't. He just achieved his dreams. So good for you and good, uh, good for the Fabulous Poodles. The song only peak at number 81, but it's kind of a neat one. At number 78, we have Roxy Music with their song Dance Away. And this was off of their sixth album, Manifesto, which was their highest charting album in the U.S. And just like another song in this chart, uh, the logical song by Supertramp, it features castanets among the instrumentation. Dance Away was definitely more towards disco than some of other Roxy Music songs, and it would make it to number 44 in the U.S. and number two in the U.K. At number 78, we have Radio, which was Ray Parker Jr.'s band, with You Can't Change That. And he was with Radio from 78 to 81, and they put out an album a year, and then in 82, he went solo. And the joke is that all Ray Parker Jr. songs are about cheating, uh, but this one, is he's claiming to be loyal in this one. You're the only one for me, and you can't change that. Just a really sweet song, and I like the beat, and I just like the whole sound of it. And this would make it to number nine. At number 75, we have another group from the UK, The Kinks, with their song, uh, in parentheses, Wish I Could Fly Like Superman. This was uh, inspired by the 1978 Superman movie that came out, and Ray Davies wrote this one, and apparently he was challenged by Clive Davis to write a song for the clubs. And looking at the Wikipedia page, it sort of caused some strife between the brothers. Dave did not seem to think it was a good idea. This made it to number 41 in the States. I really like, I love the beat of this. Like the lyrics are pretty silly and I guess it was kind of done as a joke or done sort of tongue in cheek, but the music part of it is really, really great. I want you to want me. At number 62, we have Rockford, Illinois' own Cheap Trick with I Want You to Want Me. And this is, of course, the live version from Cheap Trick at Budokan, which was recorded in Japan. And it was intended only for a Japanese release, but then some imports began selling well in the States, and it got its own U.S. release uh, in February of 79. And this song would be the, the key to break their breakthrough in the United States, and it made it to number 7. And the album itself went triple platinum, and it's been re-released in various ways over the years. I first got a hold of it in 98 when it was the 20th anniversary release, and they had released a complete concert on a two-CD set, and then it was also re-released as a 30th anniversary edition. This one just hit me right at the right time. I think for kids who are teenagers in, in 79, it hit the, probably hit them right at the right time too. And so after I listened to I Want You to Want Me in the Countdown, I actually went back and listened to my double CD and really just felt great to hear all that stuff again, like when I was in high school. Uh, number 60, we have Journey with Just the Same Way. And this was a single from their Evolution LP, which was the second one that they had made with Steve Perry as their lead singer. And Journey has some just different eras kind of based on personnel. And this was right in the middle of an amazing three-album run of Infinity, Evolution, and Departure. A key part of their sound at the time was Greg Rowley on keyboards. And after he left and they had Jonathan Cain, they went a little bit of a different direction for and had a lot of success with him. But for me, I prefer this this era. And just the same way, it's you know just kind of some more of that great album rock. It's definitely more on the up on the up tempo rock side for Journey as opposed to some of their ballads. But it's still with a romantic feel to it. And the song made it to number fifty eight in the U S. Uh, at number fifty eight this week is Van Halen with "Dance the Night Away" from their second album. And I think. David Lee Roth gets a lot of crap from some people and they just think he's this clown or whatever, but I mean, 
I really just, I love his singing and I love the, the frontman theatrics that he had and just uh, the song is just so perfect to me and it can actually kind of make me emotional about how, I, you know, how summer makes you feel. And this song will make it to number 15 on the charts. Uh, carrying on from 79, we've got Roger Vuduris with uh, Get Used To It at number 38. And this was one that I did not know at all until I sort of uh, became interested in Yacht Rock and listening to the Beyond Yacht Rock podcast and, uh, you know, checking out the Discord for that show and stuff. This is what, you know, th- there's a lot of stuff that gets called Yacht Rock that isn't, but... This is, this is what kind of when you dig into the genre, this is the kind of stuff you're going to find. And this would eventually make it to number 21. At number 34, we have Canadian rockers April Wine with their song Roller. And I picked this one because it was used in Freaks and Geeks. And that's the first time I ever heard it. And I really liked it and how it was used in the show. And there was another song on this countdown at number 31, also from Freaks and Geeks, called Hot Number by Foxy. And that was in the plot line where Jason Siegel's character got really into disco. And it's, I don't think it's as good as Get Off, but gotta give it up for Foxy. Turning to the 80s now from May 4th of 1985. This chart was interesting to me as I was putting it together because I saw that there was 13 acts with two or more songs in the Hot 100. And that includes Madonna with three. And then we also had Wham! And technically, Careless Whisper was released as Wham! featuring George Michael, which I hadn't realized. And then on top of that, you also had Duran Duran and The Power Station, which had a couple of members in column, common. So we are doubling up on a lot of these. So for the chart picks from 1985, starting off with the band Slade from the UK at number 92 with their song Little Sheila. And I've heard, I would say, like their greatest hits. I know a little bit about Slade. I'd, they're worth looking into if you're a 70s fan, just because whatever they were, they were just much more successful in the UK than in the US. You have to dig a little harder, but I think it's worth it. But this one does not sound like them at all, other than like the lead singer, you can still sound that he's the same. But and this is their last appearance on the US Hot 100, but they would continue to chart in the UK. And this song would peak at number 86. At number at number 86, we have the heavy metal band Dokken with their song Alone Again. And this was the third single from their third album. It would go on to peak at number 20. And I included this because I was at a Rush tribute band show uh, here in Des Moines one time. And I was talking with a couple between songs. And the woman mentioned that I was asking her what her favorite band was. And she said it was Dokken. And that kind of surprised me because I never really met anybody that that was their favorite band before. So I kind of felt I should, you know, check them out if they were good enough to be somebody's favorite. At uh, number 85, we have Gino Vanelli, another Canadian, with his song Black Cars off the album Black Cars. And I had somehow never heard this one before. It just, and uh, it, again, it's one of those like the sound of the song, it doesn't sound like him at all, other than you, you can hear his voice, which is recognizable. And this would make it to number 42 in the US, but number four in Canada. At number 79 this week is Melissa Manchester with her song Mathematics. And this was from her 12th studio album. And it was first on with the new label of MCA Records. And I've dedicated this one to my friend Jill, who is a professor of mathematics in California. And this of note, this song was co-written with Robbie Neville, who we'll know uh, makes appearance in the charts in the next few years. At number 55 is Till Tuesday with their song Voices Carry. And now many people know that was Amy Mann's band from Boston, Massachusetts. And that was their first single and it made it all the way to number eight. And unfortunately, they were not able to recapture that success. And the band uh, broke up after a few albums. But of course, Amy herself has gone on to have a great solo career and great success with Ted Leo with other collaborations. But that's kind of where it started for her. The, The song lyrics are... 
a little bit, I won't say cryptic, but they're a little subtle, but then when you watch the video, it kind of becomes a lot more clear of what the theme of the song is about. At number 43, we have Survivor with their song The Search Is Over, and that's off their Smash album Vital Signs. And Survivor is a group that had a couple different, you know, like Journey, had these different eras. And so Eye of the Tiger, that was uh, from a different lead singer, and this was uh, their first with their new lead singer, Jimmy Jameson. And if you like, you know, this kind of AOR music, definitely check out uh, Vital Signs. A lot of good stuff on there. Kind of setting the stage for the power ballads to come, in the, I would say. I would not call them hair metal, but they're kind of like proving that the, the audience existed for that. At number 25, we have good old Cool in the Gang with Fresh. And there's not a lot to say about this one. This is, again, it's not their 16th album, Emergency. It was the first single off of there. And they, have an, they are one that has a couple different chart entries. The Misled is the other single from them. This will go on to hit number nine. At number 24 is a Welsh singer, Howard Jones, with his song, Things Can Only Get Better. And I recently saw a video of his, I Like To Get To Know You Well, on the VJ Big Suit show. And I was really surprised because in my mind, I just kind of assumed he was like a clean cut guy, you know, with slick back hair and a suit. And he's not, he's kind of just this little punky guy. And, uh... I was really surprised that was his image, but I really love his voice and the song. It's, you know, the title's right there, the positivity, and it's always good to hear this one come up. Uh, that would make it to number five. And the last song this week is Suddenly by Billy Ocean. It's at number 20 this week and would go on to hit number four in the U.S. and the U.K. And I think as a kid, I really loved his up-tempo songs. I thought those were a lot of fun. But a few years ago, I heard this one and it just struck me in a certain way. It's a really beautiful ballad and I really like it a lot. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Love the chart chat. Always informative. Always well-researched. Always entertaining. Excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you so, so much for doing that, Rachel. I hope you guys like that. Uh, What can I say about the charts this week? My goodness, yeah, some great stuff. Cheap trick. You know, I was I was re- reminded of finding Heaven Tonight, the LP, on vinyl, like an original pressing of it, uh, and not buying it. And it was like at a Goodwill for two dollars. I don't know what made me put it back, but that was uh, that's a that's something I regret if, there, <laughs> if there's anything as far as music shopping is concerned, because I've never seen it again. At least not that uh, not that inexpensive. Oh, and Howard Jones. I I wanted to talk a moment about Howard Jones. I loved Howard Jones when I was a a younger person. Uh, I'd buy his 45s. Uh, He used to come through southern New Hampshire, where I live, which is really strange. He he played this small little venue here, which was about 20 minutes away from my home. And uh, he'd do all his hits. He'd always sell out. People were really, really into it. And uh, he was just the sweetest person. We talked to him after the show, and he was a, a man of shorter stature, a, you know, diminutive little fellow, uh, and uh, and always friendly and uh, always really funny too. He had a great sense of humor, and he'd uh, always uh, entertain us with with jokes between songs and uh, little stories from his past that were always entertaining. Really, really cool, and just some he had just some great, great songs, man. Howard Jones, very cool. And uh, that's about all we've got for you folks this week. I hope uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a great week, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next week. This has been episode 228 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. 
You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.